Welcome to Digging Deep with Pastor Yemi and Pastor Dayo Ogunsaya. On today's series, we'll be teaching from the book of Romans. Are you ready to go deeper into God's word? Join us weekly as we go into the book of Romans, chapter by chapter. Now here we go, digging deep into Romans. Father in heaven, we worship you tonight. Eternal rock of ages, we glorify your name. Thank you for another opportunity to be able to gather together around your living word. Holy Spirit, you are the author of the world. Yes. Tonight we look to you. We turn our attention to you mm -hmm. for revelation. Yes. For impartation. Yes. That from the pages of the word of God in this book of Romans, you will address individual situations. Amen. That your people will be blessed and there will be great joy in our lives. Amen. Help us tonight, Holy Spirit. Yes. For it is in Jesus' precious name that we are prayed with thanksgiving. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mm. Tonight, um, as we take a step further in the study, uh, in the book of Romans, the epistle of Paul to the Romans. Uh, last week, we started this new book, 16 chapters, uh, one of the uh, foundational books that every born-again child of God must study personally to know for themselves because it talks about everything about Christ, about the kingdom of God, about how to be a citizen of the kingdom of God. Last week, we did the introduction. Thank God for Pastor Dio uh, that uh, uh, was able to let us know some things about the book. I'll just touch one or two of them. That the book was written by Paul in AD, between AD 57 and 58 uh, as a letter to the saints in Rome. And uh, we have discovered that Paul never met them. Uh, as at the time he was writing this letter, he, was, he hasn't met them in person. So he was only communicating through his uh, epistles, letters, and emissaries that he sent to them. Um, this uh, epistle was written when Paul was in Corinth during his third missionary journey. If you read the book of Acts, you understand that. Uh, the purpose, the major purpose, uh, the major focus of this, ep of this epistle is the good news of Jesus Christ. Uh, it, 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 it spoke, uh, Paul spoke in this letter a lot about uh, the, the reality of the gospel. Uh, one of the first memory verses that I learned when I became a Christian was Romans chapter 1, verses 16 to 17. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God. And uh, we see things like that. And uh, one of those that kept me out of the kingdom for a long time was Romans chapter 3, verse uh, 23. All I've seen. And fall. So it's a book that you, you're going to enjoy this book, and it will transform your, your, your life. Uh, so the purpose was to talk about, to open up on the gospel, the good news of, uh, of Jesus Christ. Uh, Paul wrote this letter to communicate the point that the grace and the glory of God is wrapped in the good news of Jesus Christ. 
the grace and the glory of God. The glory represents the power of God. They are all wrapped up in the good news, not the bad news. The gospel is the good news. And uh, thirdly, Paul explained in this letter the love of God, the motive of God in providing grace, making grace available for us, is because he loves you and he loves me, exactly like he loved Jesus Christ. So last week we saw, uh, uh, in, uh, we, we were able to move from verse 1 to verse 7, and uh, we, we learned some things. Uh, we look at the gospel. Paul calling himself a bond servant. We spoke about that. A slave a, 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 by choice. He bonded his life to Christ. And we encourage ourselves that we must make that decision too. Our lives must count. And let your life count for Christ. Uh, we also saw the divine promises. He said it was, it, 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 was mean, it was preaching the good news of Jesus, which God has spoken through the prophets. So the, the, what God said was what uh, the message, the good that is going to bring a time of refreshing, is going to put his law in our heart, is going to be our father, is going to take care of our needs, uh, destroy and reverse the works of the enemy. All those are the good news that Paul was preaching. And thirdly, we saw Christ's identity uh, as he was a born into the lineage of David as a human being. But he was confirmed to be the son of God by the resurrection from the dead. And that resurrection power was unleashed in us. Uh, we will see that today. Uh, then we talk about grace for obedience. Grace is for work. And grace demands obedience to the faith. Amen. And then we, 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 we ended by uh, encouraging ourselves that it wasn't only Paul or Epaphroditus or uh, Peter that was called. You as a child of God, you have a call. We are called to serve. We are called to carry this good news to our community, to our neighborhood, to our places of work. And you may say you don't know how to preach the gospel. You just you know how to share your own testimony. Most of the time, Paul shares his testimony. You need to share your testimony too. So today, uh, we are going to just pick up right from uh, here. And uh, our amazing pastor here will lead us in tonight's uh, Bible study. Okay. Thank you so much for that um, um, recap of what happened last week. Thank you. Um, Today, we are moving forward, as Pastor has said, but I would read, we're, we're, we're going to try and move as fast as we can today. <laughs> uh, however, you know how we do it. We try to, you know, look and explore into the scripture, but I would read from verses 1 to 15, and then we would see how far we can go today, uh, verse by verse. So I'm reading the Passion Translation this evening. Paul, a loving and loyal servant of the anointed one, Jesus, he called me to be his apostle and set me apart with a mission to reveal God's wonderful gospel. I write to all his beloved chosen ones in Rome, for you are also called as holy ones. May his joyous grace and total well-being flowing from our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ rest upon you. My commission is to preach the good news, 
Yet, it is not entirely new, but the fulfillment of the hope promised to us through his prophets in the sacred scriptures. <coughs> but the gospel is all about God's son. As a man, he descended from David's royal lineage. But as the mighty son of God, he was raised from the dead and miraculously set apart. With a display of triumphant power, supplied by the spirit of holiness. And now Jesus is our Lord and our Messiah. Through him, grace cascaded unto us, empowering us with the gift of apostleship so that we can win people from every nation into the obedience that comes from faith to bring honor to his name. And you are among the chosen ones who are called to belong to Jesus, the anointed one. I give thanks to God for all of you because the testimony of your faith is spreading throughout the world. And God knows that I pray for you continually and at all times. For I serve and worship him with my spirit in the gospel of his son. My desire and constant prayer is that I will succeed in coming to you according to the plan <coughs> and timing of God. I yearn to come and be face to face with you and get to know you, for I long to impart to you some spiritual gifts that will empower you to stand strong in your faith. Now, this means that when we come together and are side by side, something wonderful will be released. We can expect to be co-encouraged and co-comforted by each other's faith. So, my dear brothers and sisters, please don't interpret my failure to visit you as indifference, because many times I've intended to come but have not been released to do so up to now. For I long to enjoy a harvest of spiritual fruit among you, like I have experienced among the nations. Love obligates me to preach to everyone, to those who are among the elites and those who are among the outcasts, to those who are wise and educated, as well as those who are foolish and unlearned. That, this is why I am so excited about coming to preach the wonderful message of Jesus to you in Rome. Amen. Amen. Thank you. What amazing passages of Bible. <clears throat> Amen. Amen. Now, let's, um, while you are reading, I was busy, because some scripture, some passage, passage, um, verses were coming out strong uh, to me. Uh, so we just touch up on those and then we just follow. You know, on this program, we just follow the Holy Spirit. Preparation is good, but the Holy Spirit should be the, uh, the one that sets the pace. Uh, verse 3 is the first one that just jumped out to me. It said, for the gospel is all about God's son. Mm. The gospel is all about Jesus. And I don't know what you have been taught. I don't know. When I was growing up, I was not taught uh, I didn't know the gospel was about Jesus. But uh, looking at it from Genesis to Revelation, 
is all about Jesus. Hmm. Uh, Marilyn Monroe, uh, uh, is that Marilyn Icky or the, 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 the Marilyn Icky. Yeah. She, she wrote a book, I'm still in my office. The names of books. Jesus in every book of the Bible. I just saw this, now. I didn't even know, it's amazing. There's no page, there's no book in the Bible. You know, there are about, there are not about, there are actually 66 books in the Bible that she carries and I carry. Some Bibles, they have more than that. Mm. But the acceptable one is 66. In every one of those 66 books, Jesus is the center figure there. Mm. And it should be, and Jesus should be the center figure of every preacher, every encouragement, every prayer point. It should be about Jesus. The good news is all about what God, through Jesus, has done for us. I just felt somebody needed to hear that, and I'm glad I threw it out there. God bless you. I believe that that's the reason it's called the gospel, too, mm. the good news. Mm -hmm. Because Jesus Christ is about good news. Mm. He is the one that came to set the captives free, mm -hmm. which is good news. He didn't come to imprison the captive. No, he mm. did not come to imprison or make people to be captive. Yeah. He, did, he came to heal the brokenhearted. Mm. He came to give life to those who are perishing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, so that's all good news. Mm -hmm. He came to bring prosperity. Yeah. He came to bring wholeness to those who are depressed. Mm. And that's good news. But I, I understand what you're saying, that a lot of people, like when we were growing up, or, uh, you know, in religion, mm. not even only yeah. when we were growing up, in religion. It looks as if to be a Christian is to be in bondage. Yes, mm -hmm. and, and many times the gospel is not about, or what, we, what religion preaches is not usually about Christ. Yeah. You know, most of the time it's, it's about, about what you should not do. do. Yeah. Uh, bringing attention to yourself yeah. because by the time you are looking at what I should not do, I becomes the factor That's there. It. You know, it's about Jesus Christ. What is Jesus Christ doing or what is he doing through me? Yeah. What, 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 are, what am I doing with Jesus, mm. you know? So Jesus has to be the center yeah. for us to be able to do anything yeah. in our Christian lives. Uh, and Bible says that we look unto him, you know, and our faces are radiant. Yeah. You know, because there would not be any uh, shame with Jesus Christ, you know, as we put him as the center. Mm. And I think it's very important to always remember that yeah. in, in our daily activities, mm. wherever we are, mm. we must always remember mm. if Jesus is the center of what I am doing now, this activity that I am doing, this task that I'm completing now, mm. is Jesus the center. Mm. That would help us waking up in the morning and saying, Jesus, I want you to be the center. Mm. Because that is the gospel. I want you to be the center of where, everywhere I'm going today. Mm. Where you cannot be, where they cannot find you, Jesus, mm. they should not find me there. Mm. So order my steps so that everything we do mm. will be around Jesus Christ. It will mm. be so easy. Christianity will be so easy. Mm. We can do that. And now... The other thing I want to add to that, thank you, Holy Spirit, for leading us along this path. Now, if you, we make the main thing the main thing, mm. we keep it the main thing. Jesus is the main thing yes. in Christianity. It's all about him. Uh, that means no matter the challenge that comes my way, yes, sir. the good news will give me hope. Yes. It will tell me it's not over. Mm -hmm. It will reset my focus. 
even if I've been knocked down, it will encourage me to get up and go at it again. Mm. So, it does, when you read Bible history of the great saints that have gone to heaven now, that was the major reason why they could not be defeated. Mm -hmm. They would not give up. As long because their focus is on Jesus, the centerpiece. Jesus won the battle. He defeated Satan for us. So we refuse to quit. We will not take no. We will not give Satan an inch. We will go all the way. And, when, and, and also, even in battle, in challenges, when mm -hmm. challenges come against us, and we know that Jesus is in the center, yeah. th whatever arrow, whatever it is, will not be able to come get to us. But all these things that we are talking about is by faith. Yeah. By faith in the gospel, mm -hmm. by faith in, in Jesus mm -hmm. Christ, yeah. you know. And I think we will get there yeah. as we continue yeah. Yeah. on. Yeah. Verse 5, jump out to me. I wrote verse 3, verse 5. Now, in the Passion Translation, I love the way the Passion puts it. Uh, is that true? Him, talking about Jesus. Is that true, Jesus? Grace cascaded into us. That jump out. Now, grace, and I, I immediately the Holy Spirit pointed to me, reminded me, John chapter 1, verse 17, that the law came through Moses, but grace and, let the IT put it up for us, grace and truth, truth. they yeah. came through Jesus. So, Jesus, the coming of Jesus in, uh, as a man was bringing the grace of God to mankind. And here Paul is saying, grace cascaded into us. It's in us. It's available. We are not looking for his grace. I like the word that he used, the word cascaded. cascaded. Yeah. It means flooded, yeah. outpouring yeah. into us. That yeah. means that we have such an enormous amount of grace yeah. through Christ, empowering us yeah. with the gift of apostleship. Yeah, to be sent. To be his witness. So grace empower the flooding of the grace, yeah. the the outpouring mm -hmm. of grace mm. gives us the power yeah. Yeah. To, to be able to be the sent one mm. of Christ, to be able to be little Jesuses yeah. <laughs> out there. Yeah. Little Jesuses with uh, understanding of the expectation of God. Whether you are called into business or to call as a lawyer or call as a teacher or call as an engineer or call as a missionary or call as a project manager or even a business uh, admin, uh, analyst. analyst. See, look at that verse 5 again. It said, grace cascaded into us, empowering us with the gift of apostle and witnessing so that we can win people. Mm. So grace is to be expended at making Christ known to others. Mm. If we keep that, if we keep God's agenda as the main, uh, the centerpiece of our own individual agenda, then we are running with God's agenda. Mm. God, now, take for example healing. Part of what grace brought is healing. Why would God heal me if I will not be useful in if he will not be able to use me to touch others, to minister to others. Why would God heal me if I'm going to sit in my house 
all year long without even being a vessel to uh, impact others. Why will God prosper me if I will not be financially active in my church? Tight, I won't pay, and then I'm saying, oh Lord, prosper me. No, grace is towards, God has a plan. God has an agenda. And he has released the, the, the fullness of his ability, which we call grace, in us that empower us to be able to carry out our individual or our part of that goal. And if I begin to default in my part, then I am cutting short the grace of God. Because the grace is for service. Thank you, man. That's the point I'm trying to make. And we all must know that. Yeah, we are under grace. This is the dispensation of grace. But grace is targeted to a, 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 an end. God is expecting us. Now, we know the parable of the talent. The master gave, called three of his servants. Uh, he called ten, gave them uh, well, only three only of three them. Came back. <laughs> only three came back. He gave ten to ten servants. We don't know what happened to the other seven. Mm -mm. They absconded. <laughs> they were not found. Are you one of them? I believe that parable represents the whole body mm. of uh, 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 humanity mm. and Christ. Uh, now, one made on uh, two made hundred percent mm. with whatever he has. He gave the grace he gave them. They duplicated it. Yes. They put it to work. Mm -hmm. One kept it. Did not use it. Mm -hmm. And the master called him wicked servant. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The grace of God that he has made, if I don't put it to use mm -hmm. in serving the king of kings, then I, in his, by his perspective, I am a wicked servant. Mm. I am to prosper the king. Now, in those days, you know, we read about the kingdoms when the world was still being run by kingdoms. Uh, even the, the United Kingdom, when they, you know, we read that they colonized my original country, Nigeria, uh, every governor general that was sent mm. to represent the queen, their main goal was to prosper the kingdom. And they did everything that was needed to make sure that the, 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 the queen prospered. Mm. The same thing they, uh, Daniel did in Babylon. Mm. You know, he told the king, he said, I, I, he said the, the king has not suffered any loss mm. from his stewardship. Mm. And that was why the king loved him. He, he, he was concerned about the interest of the king in the kingdom. Mm. That should be our focus. Mm. How can I be, like you are saying, how can what uh, king Jesus, you are my Lord, what can I do mm -hmm. to advance your agenda today? Mm -hmm. That was what Jesus was doing with the father. He would download in the morning, then he would go and carry out said, I came to do his will. And like the, the parable of the talents, mm -hmm. that's um, those faithful servants that were mm -hmm. going about the agenda of, the, of their master, yeah. they got more. Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. the master took from the one that wasn't yeah. using it and gave it. But did, did you even notice that the master didn't take those things back from them? No. He added yeah, 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 to yeah, yeah, yeah. them in addition to yeah. what they, so the multiplication that they did was even for them. Oh yes. It was not from it yeah. was not for the master. Yeah. And that is oh my goodness. Now this is I believe that was what the third disciple missed. He thought the master is gonna take it. If he had known that it's for him, 
it will have doubled up. And that is what we are talking about. Now, God is not a taker. He's a giver. It was lack of understanding of, the, yeah. of who the master was yeah. that made that servant. And there are so many servants they, uh, nowadays, too, you know, you know talking in, th in that line, that we do not understand who Jesus is. Yeah. We do not understand what he wants to do with yeah, us. with us. You know, all these gifts that he has given uh -huh. unto us, the abilities, yeah. the, the, you know, to do these things, is not for him yeah. to, to, to enjoy it's for us to pause. Yeah, he is in heaven. He's the king of kings, the lord of lords. He's the second person of Trinity. Mm. But he has come to lift you and I up and all mankind mm. and give us the best of heaven. So in essence, if God has given me a gift and I'm sitting at home and I'm saying, you know, I know I, it, like for instance, you know how to make flowers. Yeah. You are able to decorate and do all that. Mm -hmm. uh, that's a gift that God has given unto mm -hmm. you. Or you are able to cook. Mm. You are able to do these things. You know, or as a man, you can build, you, you can build uh, machines. Mm. And God has given you the gift. And you decide that, you know what? I'm too busy. Um, I can't, I'm not going to be, I don't want to use the gift mm. for God. Mm. I can't come into the church and begin to put flowers together. Now, why would I do that? You know, there are other people that can do that. I am serving God in my own heart. Mm. My, my Christianity is in my ah. heart. It is you, it is myself that I am doing, yeah. according to our people. <laughs> yeah. You know, that mean, because when I use the gift mm. that God has given unto me, for God, mm. it gets multiplied. Mm. God is not going to come and sit and be looking at the flowers, yeah. but somebody will see those flowers oh, that beautiful. you have made and say, oh, beautiful flowers. That could bring you to the White House. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was talking with one of our ministers earlier today. He met me in church and or oh, I met him at church anyway. And uh, where he walks, he brought up a point of observation. Where he walks, he said, he has seen all kind of people, some middle-aged, some very old. He said even like over 100 year old person is there. But he said, uh, he has not found among that group, I believe maybe it's elderly people or nursing home or something. He said he has not found somebody that serve Christ the way God wanted to be served, that's among them. And I told him, you will never find it. You see, ah, there is a retirement package for every employer. They, you serve a corporation for 30, 40 years. They give you a retirement package that's supposed to take care of you. But I want you to know tonight that there is no Fortune 500 company that their package can rival the one Jesus will give you in your old age. Mm -hmm. Your health will not fail. And that's the point we are talking today, that you will never find somebody serve Jesus and then they become wretched and they're just like that. And I was mm -hmm. telling him about Baba that we saw in the last weekend. Yes, sir. Now, I said... He's well in his 80s. Yeah. Now, the man used to be a general overseer of a very powerful church. church. Okay. And when his, uh, his uh, stewardship ended, mm -hmm. he moved to America and founded another church. Yes, sir. And he's and still serving. And today, mm -hmm. and I, I was telling him, I said, look at the man. He can still quote scripture. He still knew the date. He's and walking without his, a cane. His, yeah, his <laughs> age mates were already in nursing home. Mm -hmm. And that's the point. 
you will get hold. That's my prayer, that you will get hold. But what is old age going to bring to you? Wheelchair or what? If you serve Jesus, you, you use his grace to advance his agenda in your calling, maybe as a doctor, or as a medical, as a lawyer, whatever I call you to be, you can rest you can be rest assured that he will take care of you. So I was talking to a very dear daughter of mine yesterday, and we were exactly the same thing oh. we are talking about. She was sharing with me about a, a, a an older pastor, you know, that um, he was also an, an assistant general overseer mm -hmm. of a prominent church as well. And, you know, when he was in that church, they were telling him that, you know, he, he was into missionary work. Mm -hmm. And they were telling him, you know, just retire mm -hmm. and stay home. Mm -hmm. You know, just be over a little church, stop going around. And he said, no, mm -hmm. God has not called me to retire. And at this time, they said, you know, if you sit in a church, you'll be getting salary. Mm -hmm. It's too strenuous to be going around. You don't make any money and all that. And he said, no. And he, and he told them, he said, God has told me that. My, in my old age, he will take care of Yeah. And That's truly, in his old age, after he was going in missionary and all over the place, he was invited to come to the United States. Yeah. And he came to the United States in his old age. He started to serve in a different church. Mm -hmm. Long story short, the government of the United States is paying him social security ah. while he is serving. Serving. You know, and he's making more than the people that had told him to, to, retire, to, to retire. And, and up until tired. now, now what he's doing now is to be going into prisons. Yeah. So he's doing prison ministry. That is it. And he's old. We're also, uh, you know. But old. do you know that grace has cascaded into him, Hallelujah. empowering him, even at that age, to keep serving. Yes. The yes. same grace that made Moses at the age of 80 to take up this gigantic assignment. Mm. And for the next 40 years of his life, he was not weak. Yes, sir. Service is a way. He said, you shall serve the Lord your God. And he will bless your bread. He will bless your water. He will take away sickness. From among you. He didn't say when you serve him to 60 years. Mm -hmm. You serve him until you finish your journey and you go home. Yes, sir. There is no retirement. We don't retire. But grace is to be used now, you may not be called to be a pastor, but whatever you are called, whatever that profession, make his agenda your number one agenda. Mm. Ask him, how can I, as a doctor, how can I minister Jesus to people? How can I be people? of service? How can I be of service? Mm -hmm. You can serve, you can be his representative in that profession. Mm. And if Jesus is, if you make your, 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 your profession, your business available to him, just like Peter made his boat available to Jesus. You go home with a harvest of fish. I was sharing with that uh, daughter of mine yesterday that the reason, one of the reasons that people run away from serving God is because of lack of patience to mm. get to the payday. Mm. Mm. You know, it's, it's like you are working in an organization yeah. and, you know, they pay you maybe every two weeks, mm. but, but if you want your pay to be every week, mm -hmm. then you will be impatient. Yeah. And it's the same thing with the, with the work of God. Many people are so impatient, and God does not tell you that he's going to pay you in one week. No, didn't he find he that says, agreement. I will pay you. Yeah. 
and, and it will pay. And when he pays, he pays oh, big. Yeah. Like somebody always says that when God wants to come, <laughs> when God wants to come big, he comes late. Mm. He may, he's not late, he may be late in our own eyes. Calendar, yeah. But he's never late. Mm. But what I'm trying to say is, you know, we need to know that God always pays. I was telling her that right now, we could, you know, for the past 10 years, 12 years that we've been here, the first few years looked as if nothing was going to happen. But because we were patient, we continued patiently. Now we can see results. And the results are not just one result. They are now cascading in us. The results are flooding into, you know, in, into, into us. And that is the way God works. And um, I was sharing with you what uh, one of our mothers uh, said last Sunday at church. Uh, now, materially, you will do well when you serve him. But uh, uh, in times of you, your life, touching other people's life, mm. that is very fulfilling. I was sharing with you that one of our mothers met me very early Sunday, and he said, oh, your children, they, the way they minister to a difficult situation, and I kept remembering that. I kept I said, thank God. We didn't have to go there. Mm -hmm. But they've been around us. They knew what, and they took charge of the situation. Mm -hmm. And healing manifested. Mm -hmm. That is, ah, uh, that is a reward. A reward. <laughs> That's, to me, it's a reward. Mm -hmm. That Lord, all these 12 years that you mentioned has not been wasted. Mm -hmm. There are people that, under, that have come to understand these principles that we've been talking about and talking about and talking about and talking about and they are using it and they are getting the same result. Maybe this, is, this message is for someone who is in a ministry. You are a pastor, you are a leader in a ministry and it looks as if there is no result. Yeah. Stay there. Yeah. Hang in there. Yeah. The results will come. Mm. They will come. Yeah. And it will be cascading. Yeah. When something is cascaded, it's building up. Yes. Uh -huh. You just keep layer. Said the lines are falling upon me, line upon line, precept upon, upon precept. precept. Mm. You just keep doing it. it there is going to be an, an explosion. Yes, sir. You are not going to implode. You are going to explode, and you begin to see the fruit. Uh, now look at all these people. When we are doing the book of uh, Colossians. We saw all these young men and middle-aged men that uh, became uh, associates of Paul. Paul. Paul couldn't go, but even this letter was carried by somebody. Mm -hmm. A lady. Uh, Phoebe was carried by Phoebe to the believers in Rome. And it was still Paul. He didn't have to go. It, it, that's a reward. That's, and no... I was reading somewhere where he, he, he was defending <laughs> uh, in your business. See, one word, one idea from God can make you, can transform your finances. One idea. I was reading where Paul was uh, before the, the, the Sanhedrin and uh, they, are, they, are they were going to try him. Um, and uh, Paul was, uh, I believe he was praying, and the Holy Spirit told him, observe, there were more Sadducees than the Pharisees in the group. 
So, uh, the Holy Spirit told took him. Took advantage. Yeah. So, he just said, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The reason why I'm on trial is because I believe in the resurrection. And then, argument started. Mm -hmm. He set them, <laughs> them up. One idea, and it came across to me that, you know, the, Jesus said, what you will say will be given, will to, be you. given to you. Yes, sir. Uh, you, you, you don't give up. Make yourself available. S bond yourself mm -hmm. to the agenda, to the, to the, the gospel is all about Jesus. Mm -hmm. Make your life, your business, your profession available for Jesus to use. Be like Peter. Give him your boat, and you will see the transformation that it will bring to you. Amen. Amen. We have not even started. <laughs> okay. We still have way to go. Let's look at verse 11. Mm. Oh, this is good. Thank you, thank you, Jesus. Verse 11, Passion Translation. Ha. He said, I yearn to come and be face to face. Be face to face with you. And to get to know you, for I long to impart to you some spiritual gift uh, uh, with, uh, that will empower you to stand strong in your faith. And the Holy Spirit was ministering to me with that, that that was Paul's desire. He had passion to strengthen other believers. When you visit people, what do you, what do you deposit in them? Hopelessness. You just, or you, what do you discuss? Is it something that builds faith? Or tear down people's faith? Are you a blessing when you visit people? And I was telling you that, henceforth, I'm going to be evaluating every interaction I have with people. I want to be, I want to encourage, I want to let them know that, not to tear people down or backbite. Paul purposely, he was purposeful in, uh, in his interaction with people. That is a life that, is, uh, that has value, that's going somewhere. So uh, every one of our interactions mm -hmm. must be intentional. intentional. And the intention is to impact other people yes. with spiritual gifts. Yeah. You know, we may not know that we have it. Yeah. But when we make it our intention, mm -hmm. especially when we study the word of God, mm -hmm. we pray. And so when we call people or when we interact with people anywhere we are, mm -hmm. we must have it at the back of our mind that I'm going to impact something mm -hmm. into this person. Mm -hmm. That's so exciting. Yes. That is so exciting. Ignite somebody's faith. Don't leave them the way, don't leave them the same level and don't leave them worse off. Mm -hmm. So, but you have to evaluate yourself. When I leave people, are they better off mm. or they are worse off? Mm. Because verse 12 talks about that. He said, now this means that when we come together, and we do come together with other believers yes. on a daily basis, he said, and we are side by side, something wonderful will be released. Mm -hmm. Is that what happened with you? Or by the time you leave people, they can't even pray. Mm. They are so discouraged. Mm. They are so beaten down. I think when we make that decision, when we start right now by making that decision, yeah. things will change yeah. with us. Yeah. Making the decision that anywhere I go, anyone I talk to, by I the time I finish with them, 
something would have been yeah. dropped inside of, that will make them better. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That will make, I, 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 my logo with my ministry, uh, Destiny Driven Life is, is either I drive you to your destiny or I drive you crazy. But I would rather drive you to your destiny than drive you crazy, right? You know? Because I will ensure that I impart something yeah. into you. Yeah. When you come to me, when we deliberate on anything, when we speak, when we interact, I must impart something to you that will drive you to mm. your destiny. Mm. And I think when we are intentional about that, when we think about that, the grace will be given unto us. The empowerment will be there. Because we have it inside of mm. us, it's just that we need to reach down and, and begin to bring it yeah, out. That's why it says something will be released. And the grace of God will be what will help us to yeah, bring it out. Yeah, yeah. That treasure, is that the Bible says we have this treasure in, in earthen vessels. Vessel. So that the excellence of knowledge can be, can be of God. That gift of God in you, use it to, uh, uh, to improve members of the body. Christ, mm. that you come on daily basis. Use it for unbelievers so that they can follow you to Christ. It's not good enough. Now, Brother Copeland told us years ago, he said, never criticize a man unless you are going to pray for him. Mm. Just to point out what somebody is not doing right is not good enough. Give them solutions. Give them solutions. Mm. Encourage them that they can do it better. Mm -hmm. And don't give up on people. God never gave up on us. So meaning that whatever I am doing, you know, I could be a homemaker. Yeah. You know, as I am doing that, somebody calls me and, you know, they just start to complain about what life is about. Rather than me saying, ah, <laughs> your own is small. Uh -huh. Let me tell you my <laughs> you own. You have not had my own mm -hmm. yet. <laughs> you know, instead of saying that, maybe we begin to start to say, hmm, Jesus will help us. So. The Holy Spirit is inside of yeah. us. So. I, I know, even if you are not sure, you don't have to, to quote scripture. Yeah. All you need to do is just to say, let us pray. Yeah. Let's pray about this thing. Let's yeah. ask God, what can we do mm -hmm. about this? Or tell them, my pastor can talk to you. There mm -hmm. are so many people that yeah. people have sent yeah. to us yeah. and say, can I, you know, I don't know what to yeah. tell you, but I can get my pastor on the yeah. phone with you. That would help somebody. Yeah. That would impact somebody. You know, so I think we just need to begin to, because it's not like we're, we are saying that you should go and be preaching to oh. everybody. Oh, somebody comes to you and you just sit them down and download the Bible to them. No, little, little interactions. When you go to the supermarket, you find a friend in the mall and they start talking about somebody else and you redirect them yeah. and begin to testify. <laughs> Have you seen, you know, what is going on? Do you know that yesterday I spoke to somebody or I prayed for somebody and they got healed? Or did you hear the message of somebody on the, uh, you know, yesterday that I listened to? Redirect them yeah. back to the, that's impacting them. Yeah. That's now, impacting them. In other words, you focus. Your focus, what you look at, will get bigger, and it will not only affect people you come across, it will affect your life too. Focus on progress. Focus on what God is doing that is positive. Stop focusing on negative things. Mm -hmm. we sh don't be a carrier of negative news. That's what we are saying. Be a carrier of positive news. Even if somebody is telling you a negative something that's not that good, 
Look for something good. You know, yeah, I remember somebody has, you know, uh, you know, so so and so just got their house. So so and so just got a new job. That will be encouraging. That oh, it's not over. If God can give brother so so and so that new job, He can do your own. Mm. Let's join hand. Let's trust God. Mm. That's better. That's what we are called. We are ambassadors of the good news, not ambassador for Satan. We don't tear people down. So, from tonight, make a decision. I'm going to incorporate what Paul said. I'm go- when I come together with other people, my world will be seasoned with grace mm. that it may impact hope to people. Mm. I will no more use my tongue, let Satan use my tongue to bring people down. Yes, yes. I'm going to give it to the Holy Ghost to lift people up. And when you lift others up, you are going up too. Yes, yes. But when you tear people down, you, are, you will go down with them. Yeah, because yeah. you are already down. Yeah. That's why you are tearing people down. You can only bring people to where you are. If you are, you yes. have to be below them to yes. bring them down. Yes, sir. If yes, you are sir. up, you can't bring them down. Yes. You can only take them yes. up. Yes, yes. So which one do you want to be? You want to be down or you want to go up? Mm. It's mm. always better up. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's cooler. It's cooler. It's better. <laughs> so from this day forward, I see you going to upwards. Amen. Now, the Bible said you can be above only. Yes, sir. God expects us to be above and to take others with us as yes, we are going up. Yes, yes, yes. Stop. Leave that position. You, you, are, you have stayed. He told the Israelite, he said you have circled this uh, mountain long enough. He said, now turn. It's now time for somebody hearing us tonight to turn and begin to be a blessing to the people. Now, we spoke about two weeks ago that you are the number first hearer of whatever you are saying. So, if you are always backbiting mm. or you are always negative, mm. you may call it just saying it as it is. You attract negativity. You are, you are the first person that hears it mm. before others. And you hear it more. You tell 10 people negative news today, you hear ten, it 10, ten times. times. Um, <laughs> Faith comes by hearing. Yes, so yes. the more you say negative things, the, 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 the lower negative, you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, yes. That's why God, the Bible says in Isaiah 3.10, uh, uh, no, uh, uh, Joel 3.10, he said, let the weak. Say, I am strong. God said, don't keep saying I'm weak, I'm weak, I'm weak. Telling everybody you are weak. Because you, the, num- the more people you tell you are weak, you hear it the same number of times. Mm. But he said, let the weak say, I, I am, strong. am strong. And then, thank God we are at this crossroad. Two of our, our daughters were talking the other day, by, and I just caught on their. One of them said, well, they said we don't talk negatively, so that means I can't express myself. I can't tell my friend how I feel. If I'm sad, I can't tell people I'm sad. No, and, and the Holy Spirit told me, help them out. And I told them, no, that's not what we are teaching. That's not what the Bible said. They said, you can express yourself. Ah, I, you know, you, I want to talk to your friend. You know, I'm sad, but the joy of the Lord is my strength. That is what you say. You, you acknowledge the problem, but you put the word of God over it. You acknowledge there is a challenge in your health, but you put by the stripes of Jesus, I have been healed. You put your focus on the word. And you don't keep your focus on the challenge, but you don't ignore a problem. 
problem don't just disappear. You have to acknowledge there is a, ch a, a challenge, but you take God's word and superimpose, if I may use that word on it, and use it to change the situation. So we are not saying, now if you, if, you ask, if you have pain in your body and you keep telling me, I don't have pain, I don't have pain. I told them, I said that you are lying because you have pain. You are lying. And your body will tell you you are lying. But you said, I have pain in my back, but by the stripes of Jesus, I have been healed. So I am receiving my healing. That is what put faith to work, to connect with what grace has made available. So, because a lot, some of some people are confused about they say, they just think you never tell anybody you are sick. No, that's not what we are saying. It's, it's how you say it. Say it. You know, Paul, Paul talked about his challenges, but he will put the focus on what Christ has said. Amen. D David, if you read the Psalms, oh, David was a mighty complainer, but he was a man of faith. Ah, by the time he lay, he would start worshiping God, worshiping God, then he would tell God the problem. Then he would tell God the, uh, the solution that God has promised. And he always win. David always win. He never lost a battle. He was a winner. But he acknowledged the problems. So don't deny the problem, but don't, don't make the... I was talking to one of our daughters that I went to do a test today, which you know about. So she gave me that, oh, they said, uh, the doctor, the specialist said, there's nothing wrong. And I said, now you know that the first word is not the final word. Now. <laughs> the first word from the enemy is, don't make it the final word. Make the word of God the final word. Let the enemy, now Goliath spoke, but David made sure that David had the final word. The last word. The last word, let the last word be the, the what comes from your mouth based on the word of God, yes. then you win. And stick with it. Stick with it. No matter what, because the, the, the devil would always want to come back trying to give the last word again. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He would always want to come oh, back. Oh, my but goodness. no matter how many times he comes back, make sure that you stick with to that word, word that you have spoken. Yeah. That's, that what, that's what God taught us with the story of the deliverance of the Egyptians, uh, of the Israelites in Egypt. Mm -hmm. Ten times. It, what the same message he was giving Moses. Let my people, let my people go. Let my, um, every time a pharaoh will make their task deep, more difficult. Then when God is sending Moses back, it's the same message. Let my people. But at the tenth time, Moses, uh, the, the pharaoh that said, go and carry everything you have with you and leave now and then bless me. In the book of Revelation 12, 11, it says they, they overcome the devil by the blood of the Lamb and, and by, by the, the word of, of their, their testimony. testimony. What, it, it, what it means there is not coming out and saying, it, it's the word of your testimony is it. the profession yeah. from, what, from the yeah. scripture. What God has, and you keep saying that word. The devil will come, the enemy will come. Yeah. We overcome him. By reminding him, pleading the blood, yeah. by reminding him that Jesus Christ has been victorious over him. Yeah. 
and the word of our testimony. Yeah. Mm. By his stripes, I have been yeah. healed. Mm. The Lord supplies my need according to his riches and glory through Christ Jesus. Mm. We speak, those are the words that yeah. we speak yeah. back to the devil. Yeah. We tell him to his face and we overcome, we keep overcoming yeah. by those things. By and that somebody, word. Some, maybe somebody tonight is as, oh, how long do I need to, yeah, you keep as long as until needed. what you are saying becomes a reality in your hand. Yes. Yes. You don't change what you are saying. God never changed the message that he gave to Moses. And eventually, the message was approved by, by the, the governing authority in mm -hmm. the kingdom of darkness. Mm -hmm. God's mode of operation has not changed. Whatever word of God you keep declaring over that situation and you keep at it will change the situation. Yes, sir. And the word of God does not expire. It doesn't. So it's the same yesterday, oh, the same today, I'm so glad the it same doesn't. tomorrow. Yeah. Amos chapter 9 does not change. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, Joshua chapter uh, chapter 1 verse That's 3 true. does not change. Change the same every day. Isaiah 53, 4 and 5 does it's not same. change. <laughs> yeah. 1 Peter 2, 24, Philippians 4, yeah. 19. Those words don't change. They are the same. Yeah. And not only is the word the same, it is powerful yeah. and sharper than any two-edged sword. Yeah. It will always be powerful. Mm. It will always be sharp. Amen. So it would always accomplish mm. what he has. So we just if, mm. if it is only that word, you know, keep declaring it. If it is only Amos 9, 13, you keep know, it. keep declaring it. Keep it. If it is only Joshua 1, 3, you know, keep, keep declaring it. it. Wake up in the morning, declare yes. it. You don't need to have five, six, seven scriptures and no, all that. No. If it is only one that you know, yeah. just like um, uh, one of our yes, yeah. sons. Joshua 1, 3. Yeah. yeah, that's all he knew yeah. Yeah. from you. He had got yeah. it from yeah. you. And that's what he used yeah. to get his papers in this land. Yeah. He was at the tip of being uh, uh, deported back yeah. to mm. Nigeria, but he held on to yeah. that word. Mm. Now, the power of God, the fullness of the power of God is in every scripture. Even if it's only one scripture you have, it contains the fullness of God. Mm -hmm. And that one scripture will bring the whole of God the Godhead into that situation. Yes, sir. It is not when you bring 15. Mm -hmm. Let me put 15 so that I, no, no, no. If it's one that the Holy Spirit quickened to you, yes. stay with it. Yes, sir. The, God and his word are inseparable. I remember quickly, I think we are almost out of mm -hmm. time. We have a few more minutes. I remember when I was challenged with back pain yeah. back in America when we were moving down here yeah. and the devil attacked me. It was only one word, Isaiah chapter 41, yeah. verse 11, that God gave to me, 11 to 12, that God gave to me. And I, I stood, I didn't even remember any other word in the scripture. I stood on that word, Look and that word enemies. became, yeah. you know, because I had to go and run series of tests. You know, it was frightening at that time, but God gave me that word. He says, you will, they will look for your enemies and they, won't and they will not find them. Those who stand against you, they will not, they, 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 they shall fall for you. Nothing, yeah, yeah. They will be as nothing. Yeah. So I stood on that word and up until today, they have not found it. It's no. been over, almost 15 years now. They have not found anything. But it me. took a standing. Yes. It took a standing. That's what Paul is saying, that your faith may stand, that you may stand strong yes. in faith. Yes, sir. It took a standing on that word, mm -hmm. in the face of all negative prognosis mm -hmm. and uh, assessment and this, you just keep at the word of God. 
Let the doctors say whatever they want to say. Let your lawyer say whatever. Let that teacher of your child at school say whatever. You just came. Now, the memory of the righteous is blessed. It is blessed. I have more understanding than my, then your child can learn. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just stand on God's word. I think you need to close this thing out. Hallelujah. I hope you've been blessed tonight. Unfortunately, we were not able to go through. <laughs> and I believe it is fortunately that we're not able to go through. But tonight, I believe that you have been blessed. Stand on the word. If there is any challenge you have, just go in the scripture. Look for a word in the scripture that can address that challenge and stand on it. And trust me, your testimony will be permanent thank in the name of Jesus. Amen. Let us pray tonight. Father in heaven, we thank you. We are so grateful to you, Daddy, for what you have taught us tonight, for the word that you have sent to us, O yes. Lord. Your word heals us. It delivers yes, us. Lord. Father, we are grateful. Thank you. thank you because your word, heaven and earth may pass away, but your word will not pass away. Yes, thank you. Thank, thank you for the word that you have given us. Thank, thank you for the privilege of knowing what to do at every particular time. We are grateful. Yes. If there is anyone here tonight that is listening to us or that may listen later that is going through a challenge oh father we ask lord that you will give them your word yes, in, the in the name, name of, of jesus. jesus your word will help them Absolutely. it will carry them through in the name of Amen. jesus father we glorify thank your you, name father. thank you jesus thank you, lord. in jesus name we pray amen, amen. and we we'll see you next week tuesday 